That is strange. You're listening. Hello. You are listening to. Hello. To the sound of the splendor. You're listening to the sound of the splendor. This is the sound of the splendor. Splendor. Let me start at the beginning. Is it recording? Yeah. My husband and I have been married for 11 and a half years, but the first five of those years were pretty awful. I had come home one day. You were, you were outside raking leaves, I think. And I came outside to talk to you when I'd gotten home from work. And you were just furious. And I remember I said, no, it's not mine. And you were yelling. And then you tried to kick me. Uh, in the groin and like I, I blocked it and then you, you tried to kick me again and I blocked it and I was like you know focused on your feet looking back at that time is heartbreaking my husband Seth and I were on the fast track for divorce all we did was fight all we felt was anger bitterness and the need to defend our side of the argument and things were not getting any better and you came around and like just punched me square square in the face so this is where you meet us it was enough to give me a black eye at the very bottom our marriage had been a whirlwind of contrast and extremes we were co-workers at a coffee shop outside of Seattle for a year before we started dating. He was an aspiring drummer in a rock band and had moved over 3,000 miles from South Carolina to the West Coast to pursue his dream. I was a grungy Washingtonian who had been brought up not to worry about what other people thought about me. I was a free spirit, and he was from the Deep South. On our very first date, we drove to a park and sat down under a buckeye tree and talked. We mutually agreed that it would be pointless to date each other if the result did not end in marriage. And that was it. We decided then that it was marriage or it was nothing. Tell me the time when you told your mom that you wished I would cheat on you. So I would talk to my mom a lot about it, and this was after just months and months and probably years of, of fighting that I was like, is this, a wrong, is this a wrong decision? Like, I would rather be divorced than fight like this all the time and feel the way that I feel after a fight so you know I wasn't going to leave you or cheat but I was you know part of me was thinking like I, I wish she would just cheat so I would have a reason to not be in the marriage anymore the fighting started even before we got married we were two very different people from two very different worlds and it seemed that we were nothing but sandpaper and grit to one another but somehow we fell in love and saw great potential in each other and decided it was worth holding on to that love, even if it hurt. 
I specifically remember that moment where I was like at my lowest, like I had taken antidepressants and just felt worse and um, felt so hopeless and had two little kids to take care of and you were just at work all day and all I would do was like obsess about how awful it is that I'm here and like I would daydream about dying and I just was really depressed like clinically but like I said the medication like made me way worse it made me like crazy it made me hurt you I was already afraid of myself and it just made it ten times worse In looking back, it is clear that there was more to our fighting than just anger. There was more to it than simply right or wrong. I could easily say we were both broken, and that would be true. But I have to admit that while Seth may have had a chip or two here and there, I was shattered glass. As we did this interview together on a car ride through a traffic-heavy Seattle, I was moved at our honesty and clarity in re-examining our past. We asked one another what we thought we were responsible for. What was our individual faults in those early years? I was putting, like, putting an unreasonable pressure on you to know how I was feeling. And because you didn't know, it just felt like you didn't care. And so, like, my, my fault in that was this, like, insisting that you will figure out how to care about it if I just explain it over and over and over and over again to you. And honestly, it sounds really um, sad, like, this, this idea that um, I know I'm important, but I'm no more important than anybody else, and I did not understand that at some point in my life. And now I get it, and I can hurt you just and, and make you feel just as bad as I feel, which I guess I just didn't think. I never thought I could hurt you the way that you were hurting me. I just thought you're stronger than I am. You understand more than I do. You're older than me. There's no way I can hurt you like you're hurting me. And so I didn't even think of it. I just didn't think to not just say what I felt. I think that um, that's how you've hurt me the most and worst. I think I assumed a lot of things and I, I wasn't respectful. I assumed that you should just be okay with things. I was immature, you know, oh, she should be okay with it, oh, she won't mind, or, you know, just get over it, or just let me live, you know, were things that I would say, and uh, so I think probably didn't give you a, a, a solid, fair chance that I could have. The things we were talking about happened almost seven years ago, and they used to haunt the halls of our marriage like a ghost. But we did something about it. We made a choice to move forward, even though it was the hardest thing that either one of us had ever had to do. A huge part of that moving forward was accepting our part in it, and giving grace and love 
to the one we had been hurt by. I had started listening to Joyce Meyer every single day as like a way to just get out of this place that I was in. But I remember the moment of like I was in the TV room, but I was on the floor looking at the Bible and I was like looking up all these verses. I remember one, when I read it, it just made me like stop and go, you know what? I don't know why I think this is the worst thing that ever happened in the world because it isn't. And I felt completely stupid and was like, this is so dumb that I've wasted all these tears on this and like, you know, felt so wretched and all this stuff because essentially it's like, this is just a thing that happened and I'm not any better than Seth. It's not like I haven't lied. It's not like I've never done inappropriate things or tried to like manipulate people. Of course I'd done all those things. I just hadn't done them as a Christian, like, in that way. And so I took all the things that you did, I warped them to this level of, like, but I would never do that. And I had done all of them. And so it was this moment of, like, really sobering truth, like, oh, that, I, I am that. We are the same exact thing. So we were equal. Yeah, and for me to not have grace and, like, love towards you was totally wrong. It was sinful. I remember just being on my like on my face and on my knees for like 30 or 45 minutes just crying and just praying it was uh, beautiful um, in in the sense of I can't do it it was beautiful because I didn't have to do it first of all I couldn't do it by myself and second of all realizing that I couldn't do it and I didn't have to do it was the the beautiful thing I guess I remember feeling better after I'd been crying and just been on my face for so long I was like okay you know it's it's going to be okay so that was a real time of kind of turnaround and I remember I think waking up that morning I actually took you and I just gave you a big long hug and just prayed And so next, we started a season of work, very hard work, to repair the damage we had done, rebuild the trust that we had lost, and put the marriage that we had broken back together again. I set prayer alarms, I think three times a day, like in the morning, I remember at 12 o'clock every single day for months and months and months no matter what I was doing, I would stop and I would call you, I would pray. Do you remember that? Yeah. Sometimes when Seth would call me, I wouldn't even speak to him. Not a single word. Sometimes I would be in the grocery store, other times doing yard work or cleaning, but no matter what, he called me. This was probably the single most effective and inspired thing that Seth had ever done in our marriage. And it was so powerful praying three times a day that in a matter of months things were changing, and in a big way. It wasn't easy, 
but it was amazing. And the most amazing part was that we were proving to ourselves and each other that we really couldn't do it without Jesus. We had already tried that and failed miserably at it. And so three times a day, we fully acknowledged that we were going to lean on Him, thank Him for all He had given us, and use His strength because our own strength just wasn't enough. We were getting closer. Like if we were both on plateaus, you know, we were, we were finally coming closer to being on the same level, on the same plateau. And that felt really good. So slowly things got better. We met with a counselor at our church who held up a mirror to both our ugliness and to our beauty. And we set to work together. I think we're still working, you know? I mean, I can't remember the last time that we had a terrible argument and it's really great because it's like, oh, this is, this is normal. It's been really great, you know, and it's really um, relieving and it makes me really happy to say, oh yeah, stuff is really good. I will not pretend that this story was easy to share or that confessions are easy to make, or that marriages that are falling apart are easy to repair, because they're not. Seth and I share our story and others like it with the hopes that we will help support and foster honesty and forgiveness in marriage, that we can peel back the societal walls and offer a place of safety, community, and togetherness. For more information, resources, or to see upcoming events, please visit our website at thesoundandthesplendor.wordpress.com.